Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hello, and welcome to TV Concierge, a daily podcast where Ringer staffers help you navigate the crowded TV streaming landscape. I'm Kate Hallowell, and today I'm joined by my Tea Time co-host, Liz Kelly, to discuss one of my all-time favorite shows, Alias, which is finally available to stream on Amazon Prime after far too many years of exclusively watching and re-watching my personal DVD set. Alias, of course, stars Jennifer Garner, Michael Vartan, and Bradley Cooper, and comes from a budding talent you may have heard of named J.J. Abrams. Uh, so we're doing things a little differently today because my dear sweet Liz has never seen Alias, which is just a crime. <laughs> so <laughs> instead of giving her a quick pitch on the show, this whole episode is going to be my pitch on why it's the most bingeable show out there. It's going to be a monologue. So apologies to Liz and all of you listening. <laughs> um, but first, Liz, you've never seen Alias. So in a sentence or two, give me some guesses on what you think the show is about, because I know you just don't know much at all. Oh, yes, I don't. I have two different ideas that I feel like are both plausible. Okay. Hit me. First idea, Alias is a show about a crime-fighting woman who, like, loves a good costume, loves a good wig, and then she takes down each of her enemies from her childhood and then each person in a different wig. Okay, you're actually, like, really close. Wait, can I get my second one before (laughs) I say which? Okay, Okay. because I feel just as strongly about my second idea. Great. Okay. Second idea is Alias is a show about a regular woman with an affinity for leather pants who needs to be in the witness protection program after she Ooh. witnesses a gruesome murder. And then she becomes a trained fighter who takes down aliens for the government. Okay. Your <laughs> first one was closer, but she does have an affinity for leather pants. So I'm Every gonna... Google image has Jennifer Garner <laughs> in leather pants. I mean, that's the show. That's the whole pitch. <laughs> Um, you're, you're very close and that's kind of the charm of it, but I'll give you the basic premise and then we can go from there. Okay. So Alias was a spy drama. You were right about that part that aired on ABC from 2001 to 2006, hence the special fashion, uh, because the early 2000s (laughs) had some special fashion. Jennifer Garner plays Sydney Bristow, who is a grad student turned spy. uh, And she thinks she's working for the CIA. Turns out in the pilot, she's actually working for the enemy who has fooled a lot of its lower level agents into thinking they're working for the CIA. So she turns on them, becomes a double agent, ends up working with her dad, who she didn't know was a spy for the CIA. Wait, the dad works for the CIA? Yes, but he also works for the enemy. So they both work (laughs) for the enemy. And basically, okay, basically the whole premise is she goes out on these missions for SD6, who was like her original bad employer. 
And she has to figure out a way to like turn the mission without them noticing so that she can make it help the CIA take down the employer. So she's working with like this handler who she ultimately falls in love with. She has like a fractured relationship with her dad. And that's the show. Are you still with me, Liz Kelly? I am. There seems to be a lot. So she only has one secret identity. She's only one time a double agent. It's not like she's yeah, tricking the CIA, multiple. Yeah, the CIA okay. knows. But they're working okay. with her to take down her employer. So she's like still, quote unquote, working for the bad guy. Is the main conflict at the show, and you don't have to give spoilers because we're trying to sell the people to watch it and follow yes. along. But does she ever get caught in this lie? Or is the bigger premise like her rising through the ranks of whatever this? It's it's iffy. She never, well, okay. they take it down relatively early and then it's kind of like levels and then it comes back. And like, <laughs> I think the first season essentially is taking down the original employer and then it kind of okay. grows from there. So she comes close to getting caught and that's kind of the conflict is like keeping her safe. Okay, I have other plot questions. Where did okay. the wigs come into play? Because on Google Images, if you just say alias Jennifer Garner, she's in a different colored wig all the time. I'm so glad you asked. So basically every episode is like one of these missions for the most okay. part. She needs a disguise for every mission. Of so course. So it's kind of like J.J. Abrams when he was making this show just like drew things out of a hat and was like, <laughs> okay, for today's mission, you're going to be stealing Indonesian nuclear launch codes, but you're going to do it dressed as, and then he like pulls something out of a hat and he's like, you're going to be Swedish. And he's like, and you're going to be a goth, but you're going to be a schoolgirl, And then you're also <laughs> going to have blue hair. And Jennifer Garner was just like, sure. Like, okay. Does this mean Jennifer Garner has different accents or attempted different yes. accents? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. She's great. Jennifer Garner is great in this show. What okay. we forget about Jennifer Garner is that she's an action star. Yes. And you forget because of like Electra. She was in that horrible Daredevil movie. She mm-hmm. had that bad peppermint movie recently where like they kind of tried to do the alias thing, but it was bad. Mm-hmm. But she's such a, an athletic actress. And like you can tell that looking at her, but like it doesn't come across if she's sitting on a couch like in Juno, like crying, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like very believable that she's like a grad student one day and then the next day she's like kicking bad guys in the face because it's just kind of the way she's built. You know, yeah. you can tell she was like, she's just really athletic. Does she pull off the badass vibes? Because now all I see Jennifer Garner on Instagram is she's this like lovely, right. loving, lovely mother who just bakes and is like really kind of corny. And I love her. But does she pull that off in this show? She really does. And okay. it's almost weirder for me now because I was watching this, I guess, in middle school. My sister and I were watching this. And like, this was kind of my introduction to Jennifer Garner, even though like, I think a lot of younger people know her better as like, mm-hmm. you know, the mom and like Love Simon or whatever from her yeah. Instagram stories. And yeah, it's it's almost weird to see her as like the mom figure now because she was like this action star to me early on. And she was great in the show. She got nominated for four Emmys. She won a Golden Globe. Like she's legitimately really, really good. Damn. Do you know if this show was liked at the time or do you think now people are just revisiting it? It was it was like critically liked. It wasn't okay. super, super popular. I mean, it was popular. It went on for like six seasons or mm-hmm. five seasons, but it wasn't like super popular. But I mean, it was okay. nominated for stuff left and okay. right. I also want to sell you on the love story. Please. I know you love a love story. I do. Um, so Michael <laughs> Varton, who plays Vaughn, which is like her CIA handler, is my personal favorite of Jennifer Garner's real life boyfriends for obvious reasons. Ooh. Yeah. So they dated during a couple seasons of the show. It's a little controversial because she was married to Scott Foley in the first few seasons of this show. Divorce Scott Foley started dating Michael Varton a couple seasons in. So you go, like, girl. Oh, timelines. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were only together for a couple years, but they're still pretty friendly. She posted like an Instagram story about him recently. Anyway, she, Sydney and Vaughn have kind of this slow burn thing going. 
uh, for the first season and then kind of on and off due to various twists in later mm-hmm. seasons. But I love the dynamic because you don't see that often where like she's on the front lines. She's like actually kicking ass, shooting people. And like he's like in her earpiece, like sitting at a desk, like being worried. Ooh, you know? uh-huh. Yeah. So and he's, you know, I always thought he was really hot in this kind of like all American way. But he's just like this very clean cut, like CIA agent who's like worried yeah. for his girlfriend out in a wig, like doing God knows what. Right. So um, you're saying it's not so much like a will they, won't they, which TV shows notoriously like just span for seasons. And it's so Mm-hmm. freaking frustrating. It's more like they date and then it becomes complicated in the show. Yeah. they okay. Over the course of the first season, they, they do kind of have the will they won't they. They eventually mm-hmm. get together, which is great. Great chemistry, That's obviously, because they were in love in real life. Yeah. Can you, can you see that as you watch it? I think so. I think they have really good chemistry, but okay. obviously I'm biased. Um, but I want to point out that the main breakout kind of hunk of this show was not Michael Varden. It was poor friend zone Bradley Cooper. How did I not know that he was in this show? Is this where it, he comes from? This is like his breakout. Yeah. So he he's like the friend character who's in love with Sydney in this show. He's a journalist. He's like kind of comic relief. Um, That's wild. He, I thought he just like yeah. appeared out of nowhere as like a 37-year-old hunk. Yeah. So he went from like this to like wedding crashers and then kind of blew up oh, from okay, there. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is really hot in the show, but like J.J. Abrams like never made anything of him in this. And he kind of famously begged J.J. Abrams to write him out in later seasons because he was like, I have nothing to do. Why am I still in this oh, show? wow. But obviously he has recovered from that experience because he cast in A Star is Born, obviously, which Bradley Cooper directed. He cast two Alias co-stars in in like supporting roles. So he like still has a good relationship with them. Oh, my like, God. Looks so looks fondly. You're telling me that Jennifer Garner had the option between Bradley Cooper and Michael Varton and she chose Michael Varton? It was never even close. In real life and in the show? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay. Correct. Interesting. That is correct. (laughs) So yeah, basically I, my main pitch is that Alias is just extremely bingeable because it's, it has, you know, these long character arcs. The first season is defeating this agency. The second season, you know, she has family drama that comes up. But every episode, it starts out with a mission. And then it kind of ends when she gets, when she starts off her next mission. Hmm. So it, like, cuts off, not when something's wrapped up, but, like, in the middle of the next one. So, like, hmm. you always have to watch the next one. And this actually was, like, my first real binge-watching experience. I remember I was in, like, middle school summer break. And my parents were gone. And my sister and I watched seven episodes in one day of Alias. Jesus, Kate. And this was like, we were not allowed to watch TV. You know that about me. We I like, do. we're not allowed to watch very much TV. And so like, we had the DVD set. And my sister and I were like, should we watch another one? And she was like, yeah. Oh my God. Okay, yes so, or no. Yeah. Are there any aliens at any point in Alias? Um, I'm gonna, I know. I don't think so. It does Damn. get a little mystical in later seasons. JJ kind of went like into lost form where Ooh. like he started like going off the rails a little bit. Um, <laughs> but if I remember correctly, there are no aliens. I could okay. be wrong. It gets weirdly in later seasons. And then second question, I know we have to wrap up. Does yes. it have a good ending? It has a good ending. It has a little bit of like a like like almost Inception-esque ending where it's like people Ooh. have written articles about like takes on it. Okay. Um, it goes a little off the rails in later seasons, but the first <laughs> season is a perfect season of television. Okay, perfect. I might so have to tune watch in. the first season. Give it yeah. a shot. And this is on Amazon Prime, right? Yes, on Amazon okay. Prime. Newly on Amazon Prime. It wasn't streaming anywhere for a long, long time, which is why we're talking about it now. Um, so yeah, I know you historically hate to listen to any of my viewing recommendations. So anyone listening, let me know if you give Alias a shot and if you ultimately end up loving it. Uh, for TV Concierge, I'm Kate Hallowell here with Liz Kelly and Kai McMullen producing. Thanks for listening and happy streaming. 
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 